You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast, where we discuss hot topics in the sports landscape. I am your host for today, Alan. And as usual, we're going to go ahead and get started with our grateful moment. Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, fan. We appreciate you support and we're thankful for who you are and your ability to share our podcast. Please share, continue to share, share, share. I am grateful for another week uh, in the U.S. It's a three-day weekend, Independence Day, which I get some time off. I am grateful for the Knicks because you know why? We had players have no expectations in this market. None. We got something, but we didn't expect anyone. And the reality is that as a Knicks fan, no one wants to come to us. We are Memphis Grizzlies, OKC. We are the bottom of the barrel. In this whole free agency, we've been mentioned, but more of an after, afterthought. But we're not even the top three of any player destination. And the one player who's considered coming or thought of coming could get Donovan Mitchell. The Knicks are too scared to release their draft picks. So guess what? We are in an abyss. No one wants to come to us. We officially became a third uh, small market team. It is a sad day. But you know what? Hey, I had no expectations. I'm just here enjoying the time as an NBA player. So that's what I'm grateful for. Didn't you sign Rick, Rick Brunson? Like I said, we have no expectations. Oh, oh, we did not we sign did. a superstar. We, in the past, every time they said a superstar was leaving, the New York Knicks was the top two destination or thought of to be the uh, attack the, the destination for these superstars. We have not been mentioned. We have not been mentioned. And it is, it is a sad state. No one wants to come here. No one wants to come. Well, not here where we live, but no one wants to be a Nick. So we have to do like OKC, stockpile draft pick and find a superstar through the draft pick. And right now we, we're probably a possibly playing team, 11th place right now based upon our roster. So <laughs> if we get Donovan Mitchell, we are officially at eight seed. <laughs> so, uh, well, like my boy Dave said this week, because he went on a whole tangent about y'all. He was cooking y'all. He was like, no one really want to play for the Knicks. People just want to be in the garden. That's really it. The garden is what makes the money, not the Knicks, which is, I was like, dang, that's true. But yeah, let's go ahead and move on. Evan, what are you grateful for this week? Uh, what's up, everybody? Um, grateful for just the privilege and opportunity to have time spent with my family. This past week, we had family in town. So it's good to see my siblings, my parents, um, and have us all together. Um, so I'm grateful for that. And um, grateful for just uh, uh, so far a good weekend and, and for a holiday weekend. I feel that. I am also grateful for I only had two people to worry about buying McDonald's for. 
Um, I am also grateful that it is a long weekend, a three-day weekend. Not that I'm celebrating Independence Day, but just that extra day to where you don't got to think about work. And then it just means the work week is going to move by quicker. So that's what I'm grateful for this week. But let's go ahead and get started. We're going to go ahead and get started with something we haven't done in a while. Fun little bag. Miles, Miles, Miles. Brother, we were rooting for you. Your game was starting to blossom. And you were about to get paid. But now the Hornets have removed their qualifying offer, which makes him a restricted free agent to bring the real details on the nature of the situation. Miles was arrested for a felony domestic domestic violence uh, arrest in Los Angeles. Um, him and his wife got into it. Uh, we first seen the report and, you know, whenever you see felony NBA player in domestic violence, it's not a good look. So later in the week, I believe it was Thursday evening, his wife released the images of what happened, also the video of his son telling the story of what happened on video that was released also on Instagram, and it did not look good. And I was sick, I was hurt, I was disappointed. So I'm going to just bring this to the table, and I wish Dion was here because she can also provide that woman's perspective as well. What, what were you guys' reaction to that? Because we most likely believe, like, he he's done. So, I mean, uh, so first of all, just prayers for the family. It's a tragic situation. Um, reminiscent, I think, of the Ray Rice situation. Um, I think the tough thing in times like these is um, oftentimes people just want to throw away people who have issues. Uh, and by no means am I suggesting that that Miles um, should have a contract or anything like that. I think the Charlotte Hornets did the right thing in rescinding the contract. Uh, but it's just a sad state of affairs. Um, and the fact that his child witnessed this um, is even worse. Uh, and honestly, the, the Hornets as a whole this summer have been taking a lot of L's just in terms of uh, players have runs with the law. So um, I think the Hornets need to bring us some veteran leadership to help calm down these young guys on this roster. Uh, I think they continue to do this to help these young young guys mature uh, because as we're seeing is the case, no matter how talented you are, no matter how different you are, one decision can change the trajectory of your life. Um, and it seems like this, you know, just from from her um, reports, it wasn't a one-time incident. This ongoing thing, uh, which makes it even even more unfortunate. But um, I hope they find wholeness and they find healing. I hope that the child uh, has counseling so that 
he doesn't become a repeat offender as an adult. Um, and I hope that Miles Bridges can overcome this alleged character flaw so that he can um, become a better man uh, and a better person and, and contribute to society. If And I do believe if everything is correct, um, I know those bruises don't look fake. Um, that video of a ch the child speaking doesn't look like it was preempted. I don't think Miles Bridges played in the NBA this year or missed majority, which he should not be playing for this. Um, I know how much trauma, because I grew up in a, 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 a abuse, not like a, a violent home. My dad was a West Indian. So um, now I'm saying all West Indian, but in that old school manner. And I've seen, I've seen him hit my mother. Um, so I, I know that trauma and grown that trauma. Uh, but thank God we knew Jesus and, and um, we were able to, you know, move past most of that trauma. So I hope he gets counseling. He gets personal help himself. Um, and I've, and I hope she is able to, to get, they both get individual counseling because the trauma that occur uh, to her is horrendous. I don't understand. I will never understand, you know, um, or, or accept. You make choices in life and you deal with the consequences. So uh, I congratulate the wife, Mrs. Bridges, for standing up and not holding silence because that sign could actually leave her in the body bag. Uh, so I'm glad she was able to come out and, 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 and say, forget that. I'm just going to let the truth be known. And that they continue, and she continued to heal. It is a sad situation. Sad, very sad. You know, you could walk away. No matter what, you could walk away. Walk away. Honestly, when I first saw the news come out just about the arrest, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, bro, like, how did you blow back? That was my first thought. Before I knew anything else, I'm like, I said, bro, you're like messing up your life and your family's life moving forward. Like it's because it was like, we didn't know what happened, right? Like to the extent of what happened. So I'm like, dang, you about to get paid. And then I'm like, dang, Charlotte's starting to take more L's, not just with the law, but losing coaches and hiring. You know, like it was just, it's just been crazy for Charlotte. And then once you see the images like as soon as i saw it and i started reading everything my stomach tightened up and i was just like man that's really like not a good look it's like it's a it's a weird it's a bittersweet feeling, you know, like, it's not really, it's not really sweet. I don't really know what word you can use to describe it. It's, you're happy she came out to say what happened. But 
it's really hard to describe. You're happy she came out to 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 display like this is what happened, but you're also sad that she had to go through that because you know like nobody nobody should have to ex- to have to experience that in particular. You know what I mean? And when it when it when it comes to that, because I have a few domestic violence survivors like in my family so like I've never really had the conversation with them but they're right there in the forefront of what happened from their experience and try to be some type of mentor or show other women like this is how you have to try to move forward so in this in this particular case it's like I'm happy she came forward um, like right now with Miles, like like I said, like they both need to get counseling to handle um, whatever is going on. The child also needs to get counseling because, again, like for him to clearly to be able to understand what was taking place, it's 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 not the first time that has happened. On top of that, Charlotte was already hesitant to give him money because of the off-court activities and you know this is one example of leading up to it so now unfortunately he fumbled his bag and likely his family as well Dion, you can jump in yeah good morning everyone um Domestic violence, like just outside of it being bridges, right? Domestic violence is like, it's a tough topic. And it's a tough topic. You know, I'm a former public defender. I'm a former prosecutor. And those cases are some of the most difficult cases to defend, there's some of the most difficult cases to prosecute. And I don't think people understand, you know, a lot of people think domestic violence is kind of just like like physical damage, right? And it's so much deeper and there's a psychological aspect to dealing with domestic violence. So I'm saying all that to say is like, I really hate to hear in any instance, whether it's athlete related or not, um, instances of domestic violence because it wreaks havoc on the home. Um, It has, you know, deep emotional impact on the family, if they're kids, things of this nature. Now, I, you know, prior to this story breaking with um, Miles Bridges and his wife, it's so crazy how we just go wholly unaware of like what's, you know, like what's actually happening behind the scenes, right? Because as athletes, we love our athletes and they're entertaining and, and all of that stuff. But it's just, it's, it's, it's really sad. And it's really tough. Now, I don't know, the last I read about it, I remember when she released um, some photos of like bruises on her body. 
shortly after he was arrested. So I am not sure. And Alan, you can fill me in. Where where are they with the case? Like he's just arrested right now, and and are they like just gathering information? Like where are we with it? So last that I read, um, he went. He actually fled the scene, came back, turned himself in. He was released on a bond for I think it was like one hundred thirty five thousand. And I know right now he has a court date for July 20th or the 21st. Okay. 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 So we're still in the preliminary stages. And um, I mean, it, it's not looking good outside of, of the physical injuries. You have, she had like a discharge document as well, where, um, you know, she was in the hospital. And I think the notation um by the nurse or the doctor was that you know she was in there for physical abuse by her male partner and so I really don't see how he comes out of this unscathed and the only reason why I mention this I know in the past the NFL kind of had a mini reputation for trying to cover up instances of domestic abuse by um you know by players in the league even though there may have been evidence um to show that it actually occurred but I feel like Miles might be done like we're living in a post um you know a post everything movement but I don't think this will be tolerated and I really think his his career is potentially in serious jeopardy I just don't see the NBA or the Hornets or or any um basketball related organization just overlooking this at this point. Now, with all of that said, you guys know I'm always innocent until proven guilty, right? So this is not me putting an indictment on Bridges. I'm not saying he did this. I wasn't there. There's no information that that came out or details, I should say, that came out yet. So I'm not putting my rubber stamp, but this potentially could be game changer or the beginning of the end for miles so very unfortunate most definitely most definitely so i know especially in charlotte everyone's not happy with it but we just want to see what happens moving forward and what the league is also going to do to handle that as well yeah i'm really interested in that last part alan it's like what is the NBA going to do? You know, how are they going to respond to this? Because as I mentioned before, you know, sports, professional sports, they don't do the best at dealing with these situations. So I think everybody's watching. Most definitely. But let's go ahead and transition to something on a little brighter note, um, a little bit more positive chaos. Um, (laughs) Earlier this week, You know, we saw, we talked about Kyrie last week. Kyrie decides to opt in. When was it? Tuesday? Monday or Tuesday? He had his whole empty quotes, empty calorie quotes that he dropped. Then the next thing we know, everyone's chilling. I think it was on a Thursday as well. Everyone's just chilling. Next thing we know, a trade request from Brooklyn. And everyone's like, who? KD? KD. KD has requested a trade from Brooklyn. And right now, 
KD is holding the league hostage. He's basically the Joker right now. I'm I am under the impression that Kyrie and KD made a bet somewhere along the lines of let's see who can create the most chaos this offseason. And right now, the winner has to be KD. So what was everyone's reaction to this trade request? Well, once again, the New York Knicks is absent from this whole scenario. It was rumored maybe the Knicks, but reality, knew, everybody knew the Knicks is not in this picture. It, it, it's nerve-wracking to feel that the New York Knicks, Madison Garden, is now considered a small market team. It's getting treated like the small market team. Five years ago, five years ago, we would have been part of the whole chatter trade scenarios. But what we got? Ritz Brunson and some other guy I don't really know. <laughs> so that that upset me. Two, I want to say, we told you so. We told you so, KD. Easy sniper, easy money. You would have had a better time in the Knicks as a Nick, not this whole shenanigan. Three, I didn't care because I knew the Knicks is not going to benefit, but it had to be big news because this is one, the, the, the best guy in the NBA said, I'm not taking this no more. So I was kind of proud of him. Then I thought also the Knicks, the, the Brooklyn Nets are cursed. They had KG, uh, Paul Pierce, and who was it? Was it Ray Allen? It wasn't Ray Allen. Who was the third person? It was Jason Terry. Yeah, Jason Terry. And that's supposed to be the super squad. And they didn't win the ring there. And well, they had, they had But see, the thing about them, all of them was old because they had Darren Williams, Joe Johnson. Johnson. They had a squad, but they, they was old. They was beyond their prime. Like, they ain't had it no more. But they did everything they power to get them. And then on top of that, what happened? They got KD... James Harden and Kyrie, and that fell apart. Brooklyn is cursed. <laughs> Brooklyn is cursed. You have a the the best player in the NBA, or top two argument, best what, number two in the NBA, saying I don't want to be here. And the I know all the free agents are upset. Oh, like yo, we gotta wait and see when this is done. But it look like Kyrie is moving forward. So to answer the question, how I felt, it was banana. It was heart-wrenching to know that the Knicks is not a part of any conversation. It's crazy. And one day we're going to tell our kids, our kids or grandkids, actually, or, or, you know, did you know that Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and James Harden was on the same team and they didn't win a championship? Did you know KD and Kyrie was on the same team and they did not win a championship and they're prime? And if I was KD and Kyrie, I would run it back one time. You own Brooklyn a chip. Run it back one time, then go. They old Brooklyn the chip. I would I would ask this additional question as well because I I muted and I didn't know I muted. Time I asked this question, so we know his his preferred destinations right now is Phoenix and Miami. Which team do you think he would likely end up under or a trade to? Because I think he has a trade clause as well. I would not acquiesce to him. I will see what if those two teams give me the best package and in the back best patch package include for uh, Phoenix include Chris Paul, uh, Devin Booker, my bridges and DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton. Oh, for, they, they can't get Devin Booker for. Oh, because he got of, that contract. Well, not just because of that contract, but it's, it's, it's something else. I can't remember what the rule is specifically, but 
I know Miles Bridges, not Miles Bridges, um, Devin get Booker. Rid of, get and, rid of Sam Bam Camp. Was it Devin Booker and Bam Adebayo for some type of contractual reasons? Mm-hmm. They can't be moved or they can't be traded. In other words, they cannot be on the same team, basically. But if you trade them off, you trade them off or something. Listen, I not me. King's ransom. This is Kevin Durant. King's ransom. I, and the sad part is that your team is going to be decimated. If I was the GM, I'm decimating your team for Kevin Durant. So that was just me. Well, Phil, you know, here's the thing. Here's the problem with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is 30. He's, 30, he's turning 34 this year because he's born 88 like me. So he's, he's either 34 or turning 34 this year, right? So you're not going to decimate my franchise for a guy that will probably play three years. You're not going to take my young talent and all that stuff. So uh, what's unique about this Kevin Durant situation is, I, honestly, I think it, it's neither Miami nor Phoenix where he ends up. I think they try to they try to find a destination where they can get um, – a star for star kind of setup because typically when you trade a superstar, when you trade a superstar, you never get back your, your values. The same fantasy football. It's not fantasy basketball where you trade a top tier player, but get two players that outproduce what he produces. Um, so you're not going to get your value back in, on the Kevin Durant market. I mean, look at, look at James Harden. They got a potential star, but I mean, he's uh, a guy who's dealing with mental health issues for James Harden. Um, so I feel as if it's, it's a, because, and really, here's the funny thing. It's really Ben Simmons that has handicapped you all. It wasn't for Ben Simmons. Yeah. You could get Miami Phoenix, whatever. Uh, I think, I think more than likely y'all will probably go through Phoenix. You get that Aiton deal. Um, and then after you get the Deandre Aiton deal, you get, um, you can get Mikhail Bridges and a couple other pieces. Um, but now that's not possible because the, the Ben Simmons um, trade that happened with James Harden. So you have to get rid of Ben Simmons, which I think you want to do. But the question is, what can you get rid of Ben Simmons for? He, he hasn't played. He, he's injured. So he's, he's kind of like has you in a catch swing. He kind of has you guys handicapped. Um, so I, I, I genuinely believe this KD situation probably goes into the season um, a little bit. Uh, because you're going to want to try to find the right partner. Um, and KD really has no leverage, right? He has no, I mean, he has leverage as hit from his star status, but not from a contractual status. He doesn't have leverage. So um, now let me, now let me tell you, if I, let me tell you something. If I am the Clippers, I get involved in this. I give up either Kawhi or Paul George and bring in KD. Oh, that ain't happening. I was going <laughs> to say, I that don't, ain't happening. That I don't ain't happening. That. No, it makes sense though, Evan. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. And if I'm the Clippers, that's a no brainer, but I don't think, I don't think they'll even bite. So I think what everyone has to understand now, this week has been very entertaining in basketball world, right? And, you know, some people may not know this, but Katie is probably one of the biggest trolls that you'll ever meet. And while like, I love this and I love the energy, 
I'm more with Evan. I'm looking at contractually. Can this and will this happen? Right? Like, forget all the fanfare. Forget, you know, me packing my bags to go to Phoenix next season or whatever the case may be. I don't see how any deal letting go of KD actually happens. I believe he has about four years. The last time I read earlier this week, I think he has like four years left in his contract. Mm-hmm. I think Brooklyn has to pay him maybe $198 million remaining on the contract. So you really have to think about it. Like what team is going to be able slash willing to pick up that chunk of a contract? And then if I'm Brooklyn, I'm playing hardball. Y'all want Kevin Durant, and they know this. Well, y'all need to give me 25 acres and five mules if you want to get them. So in my opinion, the Nets are in the biggest place of leverage because they could just be like, uh, no, we're not interested. And so while the league is going crazy, while fans are going crazy, contractually, I think this is going to be a hard stunt to maneuver and honestly I won't be surprised if Katie is playing for the Nets next season I just don't know how contractually that works now Phoenix I know Phoenix is is uh you know kind of at the forefront but are they willing to put up what you know what they would have to put up and the money to get Kevin Durant I I just don't know I'm not really sure what Phoenix is doing with the franchise like I mean CP3 is probably gone what after next season maybe I'm not sure um so I don't see this happening guys like I know it's a lot of fanfare and everything but I KD is a net net season. I just don't see it. Unless KD goes nuclear, like Ben Simmons just sits out. Right, right. But KD loves basketball too That's much. That's the thing. Shit. That's what I'm saying. So, so he's going to, he's, I don't think he has a problem necessarily just with just playing for them. It's more of a matter of KD understands the Nets aren't going to give Kyrie a real extension so why not go ahead and throw that that trade request out there so i kind of look at it as what's funny is i feel like kd has leverage and i feel like the front office also has leverage but i also believe there's probably going to have to be a third team involved for this to actually get done um especially especially like when you're thinking about the money because it's like like you said contractually it's 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 crazy it's absurd right who's gonna give up like who is he gonna go to that has that much value like okc no so my thing is like with him i feel like what let me just back up what i really wanted katie to do like if he didn't stay with oklahoma city i wanted him to probably go to like miami i said if he go to miami or boston they're gonna want to chip that was just my thought. I said, if he go to one of those two teams, he was going to win a chip, like guaranteed, especially in Miami when you got a great coach like Spo. But I do, 
I do think that he will eventually get out. I think if it happens, like, it'll be funny if it happens kind of like how it happened with Melo. Like, it's around All-Star time. And then next thing we know, he's traded around that time right before the deadline. I can honestly see that happening. One of the happy really... days in my life. One of the happiest days in my Don't life. Don't get fun yes. on joy. Don't get fun on joy. Well, <laughs> well, guess what? Phil also has misery, too. And there's more misery than joy. So, yes, that is true. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I definitely think I definitely think it it'll happen. Um, I just don't think it'll happen in the off season. Now I wouldn't put, put anything past, past it happening in the off season because it seems like all the trade news with them always happens right around June 4th, which is tomorrow. <laughs> so <laughs> you never know. That's probably when something crazy will happen, but I do expect them to hold out until the best bargain. But Evan, Evan had a, thought come to me so is the real villain really Ben Simmons so it's interesting it's interesting Rockets fans think the real villain is James Harden they say he's going to initiate all this chaos I think it's Kyrie honestly yeah oh, oh. it's yes. Kyrie <laughs> but 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 it's like this it's also Katie's loyalty to people like Katie's not loyal to organizations yeah. he's loyal to people yeah. Like, remember this whole Russell Westbrook situation? Mm-hmm. He was always defending Russ, always defending Russ, always being Russ's boy. But see, what Katie got to realize is, Katie, sometimes your friends need you to just tell them the truth about themselves. Yes. You, you know, right. I have a story. Go ahead. When you finish, I have a story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> KD is not a real friend. KD is not a real friend because, like, I mean, go ahead, Evan. I didn't mean to cut you no, off, no. but... Like, I feel the exact same way. Like, Katie would be like, forget the Nets, forget whatever franchise, but my man seven, I'm going to stick beside my man seven. And I'm like, do you tell him, the, you know, do you call him out on the foolishness that he does? It's almost like they can do anything. And that's where it comes back into the conversation about Katie not really being like this leader, this like type A male right because he's just gonna go with the wind and whatever his boys do or say and you know I don't know if him and Kyrie had like a meeting last Sunday night and they like I boom this is what we're gonna do it's it's, I don't know it's just odd it's just odd KD needs to stay put honestly and I know I joke a lot and you know I'm gonna support him wherever he go I'm gonna support him okay so that's just that but I feel like he just needs to establish himself on a team and stop jumping around. I feel like Brooklyn potentially is still a good place for him to win a chip. You know what I mean? And so this would not be great for any future legacy, depending on where he goes, depending on where he goes, because you can't fault a man's legacy for jumping around because no one faults LeBron's legacy for jumping jumping around, right? Um, but it depends on where he goes. Like if he goes to Boston, is he gonna, you know, go to a team that's already established? Like consider Golden State again, which I know he won't. Um, but KD needs to establish himself as a leader on a team and just win one more. That's it. That's it. I have two school of thought. The first one is this, and this is a quick story. 
in my teenage years, right? You know, I was a DJ, you know, vigilante, big up, you know, founder of that. And we met a lot of different females and I was excited where a female wanted to talk to me and so forth. And then when we was talking heavenly, a week later or two, I see this same female at my friend's house. So I was like, yo, what's going on? You know, but, you know, we're talking, we're not dating, we're, t- we're not boyfriend, girlfriend, but we're talking. But my boys were somehow, so this happened a couple of times, and I came to this notion. I would talk about the female, brag with my boys, right, and then they end up by their house. So I said, you know what, I'm going to stop bringing females and tell them who I'm talking to and keep it a mystery. Especially when I got serious, when I started dating someone really seriously, they only saw her at the wedding. I was not trying to think. KD, it comes to the point where you got to protect yourself, dude. You got to protect yourself. Your boys, and we had his models, you know, um, men, us versus uh, versus other, the women, right? And Because Dion yeah, will be respectful of what we used to say as teenagers. It comes to a point where you have to realize it baffles me, but it comes to a point. A championship is not important to everyone. And the sad point is that you hear a lot of these Shaq, um, Shaq magic, um, Isaiah, you know, these when they have opportunities to win multiple championships, but they let their egos, their ego, not ego, their ego, overtake the situation, overtake themselves, and allow them to lose the opportunity to go in the history books. And it comes to the fact that they just don't care. Could you imagine you have an opportunity to win? If they run it back next year, they run it back next year, they have an opportunity to actually win a championship, but they allow their egos and self to, to, to subside that. I don't know how they're going to live with themselves. And I'm telling you, I was if I see a 30 for 30 in the next 15 years about we, what we could have done with Kyrie and KD, I'm going to spit on that DVD. Well, it'll be DVD then. Well, I'm not gonna spit on my TV. I throw. I'm not gonna throw water. I'll just give a fake emoji to do that. That that advertisement. It's You're just gonna it's, throw a tantrum. Let's just put it that way. Basically, You're throw a tantrum. Basically, and then I'm gonna say, I told you, you should have came to the Knicks. None of this should have happened if you came to the Knicks. You chose the wrong girl. You looked at the girl that allowed you to do everything and everything, and because of that, she allowed everyone to do everything and everything. But you didn't come to an organization where will hold you accountable. Look at Julius Randle. He's crying because the fans hold him accountable. We hold you accountable. So you chose the wrong girl, the wrong person. You chose the one that you thought looked and act the way you thought would have been pleasing. And look what happened. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how long this holdout takes. Uh, especially with Katie. I know we're going to talk about Kyrie, but we could save that for another time because apparently they're engaged with talks with the Lakers about trading Kyrie back to LeBron's team, the LeBron Lakers. I'll just call them that. So until next time, y'all, my bad, Dion. Make sure you check us. <laughs> Make sure you check us out on the different podcasts that we listen on or wherever you listen to your podcast, we out. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. 
our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. Thank you.